Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. Last week, we, we talked about um, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That's what we talked about last week. And, and so this week, I, I, I was kind of praying and, and, and so forth, and, and the Lord reminded me of something. And, and if I had to title this message, I want to title this message, Her Love. Say that with me, Her Love. Say that with me again. Her love. There's something about finding Christ Jesus for yourself. In the same concept, last week we were talking about dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. And, 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 and in the same way, people need to hear the word of the Lord. But what happens is, is this, is, and I'm saying this in this context, is that I really need us to get an understanding is that sometimes we get in church and, and we've been here for so long and we forget. We forget that, that, that there was one point in time in my life when somebody had to speak to me. That my spirit had to hear the word of the Lord. We get into this ritual, and, and I don't want Uptown to have this ritual that we walk in here on Sundays and we walk out the same way. Something has to change. There has to be a change somewhere. And the change has to come from within. I want the Holy Spirit to share a love story with you. I'm going to be talking about a woman who everybody displaced. Who this woman that, 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 that people look down on and put their, oh, I don't want nothing to do with her. And then I want to compare something. Because sometimes we get this story mixed up with another story. The two events has two different purposes, but the same outcome. Our text is going to come out of Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. But before I get there, I want to talk about Mary. Because we get Mary and Luke 7, 36 mixed up. Because some of the same events are taking place. So I'm going to use John chapter 12, verses 1 through 10, and explain and, and show you the difference in the events. Amen? 
When you get there, say amen. Then the sixth day before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, verse 2, there they made him supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was, was, was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of costly spikenard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and those in the house was filled with fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas of Azariah, son of Simon, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 darners and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. Remember last week I talked about the thief and I gave the explanation of what a thief is, how a thief comes secretly. Not just saying, hey, here I am. And had the money box. Hmm. And he used to take the money box and used to take it for, and used to take what, what was put in it. And Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this day of my burial. For the poor you will always have, but me you do not always have. Now, I want to explain something. Under Jewish custom, one of the things that the women didn't do was let down their hair in public. They didn't do that. And, and, and I want to show you the, 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 con, the, 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 the difference of what's taking place. Jesus is anointed by a woman. The anointing is in the house of a man named Simon. The Gospel of John calls her out by name, Mary. The Bible says that Mary, it takes place in the house of Simon the leopard, not Simon the Pharisee. See, there's two different, two different events that are, that are about to take place. But sometimes we get the confusion that, that it's the same, but it's not. The woman doing the anointing at Bethany is not spoken as a sinful woman. It turns out to be Mary, Lazarus' sister. The anointing is on the head and the feet. When you read the Gospels, the, the criticism or the haters is coming from the disciples, from Judas. And really coming from that he is saying that it's a waste. In Luke, the criticism is coming from the issues of the woman. What they believe her morals should be. And who was doing the anointing? Are you seeing it? I want us to really look at how this perspective and this anointing is compared to the sinful woman. Mary takes down her hair. Something under Jewish custom or under Jewish law she's not supposed to do. But no one is alarmed because she is considered a righteous woman who loved Jesus. The freedom of forgiveness does not matter who you are at the feet of Jesus. We must remember that Mary had to be forgiven of something. See? 
We just look at her as, as Lazarus' sister. Oh, you know, she's right and holy, right before God, got a good relationship with God, so she is free to take her hair down. Huh. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? We think that because she's had this relationship, and I'm putting the correlation together like this, is that she's been in church all her life, and she's never done anything. Hmm. Interesting. But the matter of truth is she had to meet Jesus. That's the matter of truth. Somewhere she had to meet Jesus. I want us to pay close attention as I go into Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 36. I want us to pay close attention to the acts of the Pharisee. The self-righteousness of the Pharisee in the heart. Now, I'm going to say that again. The self-righteous acts of the Pharisee in the heart of what the Bible says, a sinful woman. The self-righteous hospitality of the Pharisee and the overflowing love of someone who has been set free. The self-worth through righteous living and the self-worth through forgiveness. Let us read Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 50. Amen? And then one of the Pharisees asked him to come and eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and he sat down and eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus had sat at the table of the Pharisees, and she bought an amster flask flisk of, of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began washing his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair and head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. And now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, Mm. If this man, this man, if he were a prophet, would he know who and what manner a woman is touching him? For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, I say it. And then there was a certain creditor who had two debtors, and one owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which one will love him more? And Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I, I have entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, or the, with, the, with the hair of her head. And you gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased kissing my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. There I say to you, her sins, which are many, 
are forgiven. For she loves much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same love little. And then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I asked the question, how did her faith save her? The Lord showed me that she came, she was overcome with fear, and she walked into an uncomfortable situation. In an area of her life that now she was able to find peace and wholeness and forgiveness. I want to read something that Dr. Martin Luther King said. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devote of the power to forgive is devote of the power to love. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. When we discover this, then we are less prone to hate our enemies. There's a song by Marvin, by Marvin Sapp that kind of flows along with this. He says, and when everyone around me could only see the worst in me. Can I tell you one more time, one more time, I said, he saw the best in me. Who saw the best in me? Jesus Christ, when he went on that cross. When everyone else around me could only see the worst in me, and I'm asking the church this question, I wish I had a witness this morning. All I need is one. One witness to testify how good God is to them. Then I asked, does anybody have a testimony? I want to get you a picture of, of, of what is taking place in this event. They got the Pharisee. He has a big house and, and, and he's invited many people. Hospitality is a strong value in this time. And they made a big fuss over guests. So he invited Jesus. Now, when they, this would take place, they would have a basin of water so they could wash their feet from the road. They would have scented olive oil and sometimes anointed the guests here. And the guests of importance, they would greet them with a kiss. Simon the Pharisee did none of this for Jesus. Listen, read the, read the Bible. He did none of this for Jesus. He just invited him into his house so he looked good. Oh, I had Jesus in my house. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? The Pharisee did not offer Jesus none of, none of this. And Jesus still accepts his dinner 
invitation. Mm. Why? I thought to myself. I said, self? Why did he do this? The answer was, was that there was a greater purpose than Simon offering Jesus dinner. Mm. Greater purpose. Sometimes in our Christian walk, we have to understand that our Christian walk has a greater purpose than us just walking into the church. Listen how it goes. They're sitting around, sitting on the floor, which was custom, and, and they're getting served. Jesus starts by telling us about the woman, and she was not invited. She lived in the city, and she was looked down upon because she was a sinner. We are told that her sin, but we never know exactly what she's doing. The respectable society is looking down upon her. And she is permitted, she's not permitted to participate in the synagogue. In other words, they won't allow her to go to church. Because in their eyes, she is a sinner. Oh. Satan has already given her the death penalty. But somewhere, she heard the voice of Jesus. People have passed judgment about her her whole life. They don't know if she's been sexually abused as a child or her husband beat her or grown up as an illegitimate child with no prospects of marriage or maybe she was a widow struggling to feed her children and just survive the day. Life issues and struggles. Everyone is judging her harshly. But somewhere, she heard about Jesus. While she was battered and broken, and she had no self-image, and she looks like a broken mirror. She was the woman that mothers would say to their sons, don't, 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 don't talk to her. Don't, don't say nothing. She was the woman that mothers would look at their daughters and say, don't, don't, don't you grow up to be like her. But somewhere, she heard the voice of Jesus. Her heart is broken and bleeding. Her spirit is wounded. My question is, have you ever felt like this woman? I can raise my hand. I know I have. If I'm being honest and transparent, yes, I felt like this woman before. When people pushed me to the side and said he'll never be anything. When I thought my life was over. Thinking that we failed miserably in certain areas of our life. But again, Somewhere, she heard the voice 
of Jesus. For now she has got the courage and the strength and now she is walking into Simon's house. Something that is unheard of in this time, in this culture. For this sinful woman to get up and walk into a house where she's not invited, where she knows that she's going to be judged because everyone is looking at her all cockeyed. Y'all act like y'all never, somebody had never looked at you like that before. But she's not going to allow herself to be denied. Because somewhere, she heard the voice of Jesus. The woman is standing behind Jesus as the meal is starting and she's weeping. Have you ever been into that place in your life where you just can't stop crying? I was telling a story this morning in Sunday school that I, that, that I was in this place and I was crying so much it looked like Lake Michigan. I was in a point in time of my life when my life was done. But somewhere I heard the voice of Jesus. This woman unfastens her hair, her weeping, her tears. Each tear is making a mark on the dust of his feet. People are looking at her like, who is this woman? Simon the Pharisee is still trying to hold his reputation. He knows who she is. But she is now in his house. The tears are falling on Jesus' feet. And as the tears are falling on Jesus' feet, she unfastens her hair and she begins to wipe his feet down. All the tears are the pain and the abuse that she had been going through all the days of her life are now falling at the feet of Jesus because somewhere she heard about Jesus. She begins to kiss his feet. Then she pours the scented oil on his feet. And she's wiping and kissing and pouring, and it's a repeated action. In other words, she just didn't stop one time. She's continually to do it. It's a repeated action. It's a repeated action. Now remember what the Bible said, that she is behind Jesus. So Jesus is sitting down, and so she is humbling herself in such a way that she is going around the king. And she is watching 
his feet as her soul is becoming purified and cleansed. It was a repeated action. In other words, what I'm telling you, church, just don't do it one time and give up. It's a repeated action. It is something that you continually have to do over and 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 over again. This is no longer a ritual. But an act of worship. Each tear that she's allowing Jesus to feel on his feet is an act of worship. All eyes in the house are upon this woman. And they will see the reputation of the woman. And that is how Simon is looking at her through a reputation. If I was judged upon my reputation, I wouldn't be sitting there, I wouldn't be standing here. If you were judged on your reputation, you never would have got married. If we allow people to judge us because of something that we did in our past, then we will still be stuck in our past. The Bible said that Simon spoke to himself. Have you ever been in a situation where you know somebody looked at you out the corner of their eye? Can I be truthful? You know, like, who he think he is? Who she think he is? Who she? You know, they walking around here like they and don't know what you've been delivered from. Don't know your circumstances. But they're so self-righteous and self-judgmental that they're looking at you all cockeyed and crazy. Take the plank out your own eye. Quit looking at me. Look at your own issues. It was your husband who came in drunk last night, not my wife. But you're going to cover that up. You make it look like my husband is such a good, strong man. That joker hung out all night. Came home full of cavassier and everything else. And Sunday morning, you make it look like he's the best man this side of the Mississippi. Instead of going before Jesus at his feet with your tears. And humbling yourself. Amen? Jesus is not a, going to allow this woman's act of love to be bought unchallenged. She was now his savior, her savior. She was, he, Jesus was going to take up for her. He didn't care what Simon or anybody else thought. See, 
That's the part that we have to understand, church, is that, is that when we come into Christ Jesus, is that he is going to take up for me. You know, if I be honest with you, when I was growing up, I had big cousins. And they were girls. And so when things happened, we would run to my cousin, Sand, so-and-so, and then Sand run over there, and she would take up for us, her and Liam. Love them. Love them dearly. But when they would see Lynn and Sam coming, the boys, they would say, oh, no. <laughs> but I'm telling you this is because, because of their love for me, they would take up for me. Because of the love that Christ Jesus has for us, He's going to take up for us. Jesus turned to Simon and said, Simon, I have something to tell you. And he told him the story of the moneylender. And allow me to give you the answer of forgiveness. And Jesus showed him how it went from ritual to worship, from religion to relationship, and ended in love and forgiveness. Amen? Jesus shows Simon his acts of self-righteousness and the woman's acts of worship and love. I'm about to close. I know you guys got chicken in the oven and something on the crock pot and so forth. But if you allow me to finish this, amen? Simon's acts, read the, read the Bible, at Luke chapter 7, Verses 36 through 50. Read it. Simon's acts, no water to wash the feet of Jesus. The woman, she washed his feet with tears and wiped them with her hair. Simon, no kiss to welcome Jesus. The woman did not stop kissing the feet of Jesus. Simon, no scented oil for Jesus. The woman poured perfume at his feet continuously. The woman did not know the first thing about being a Christian or a follower of Christ Jesus, which made it easier for her to give with her heart and love Jesus. We must understand as a church what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a Christian is that I follow after Jesus. I want to emulate what Christ Jesus did. Being a Christian does not make me self-righteous or judgmental. Being a Christian means that I do and emulate what Jesus did. Is I judge no one in order to bring them into the kingdom of God. Because the Holy Spirit will convict. Jesus gave his due reverence and freed us from all our sins. And Jesus wants us to catch up. I'm going to say this. 
Jesus wants us to catch up to our deliverance. Mm, think about that, don't you? To catch up. You know what deliverance means? You know, salvation just means deliverance. In other words, catch up to your own salvation. Quit, quit using our salvation as something that, 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 that is not active and alive. The Bible says that the word is active and alive. So my salvation is active and alive. Forgiveness will allow her to walk in her freedom. Jesus turns her love into an act of worship. Our love for what Jesus did on the cross should make us want to worship, should make us want to be at the feet of Jesus, should make us understand that I cannot do this by myself. There's nothing in this life I can do by myself. You think that way. But remember, when, in, my, in my prayer, and I said, you know why I'm so grateful today? Because I got up. And I was able to tie my own shoes. I was able to walk and take a shower by myself. I was able to put clothes on my own body. I'm able to breathe on my own. I don't have a tube down my throat that's breathing for me. That alone should bring me at the feet of Jesus. Jesus does not play with Simon's feelings. He is looking right at the woman. And he says, your sins are forgiven. Can you imagine what Simon was looking like? Can you imagine that joker? That joker was like, huh, what? He says, your sins are forgiven. And then Jesus said to her this, your faith has saved you. I want us to get a good grip of that. He said, your faith have saved you. I'm going to say that again. Your faith has saved you. And then he said, go in peace. In other words, what Christ Jesus is telling this woman, now you've had your encounter. You have met me. You have this relationship with me. Now everything else that took place from this point on is gone. Now go in peace. And Jesus did something right here, and he gave her the blessing of the Jews, salam. And it means not only peace, it also means prosperity and wholeness. What was broken and wounded, Jesus was, has given her back. Jesus gave it back to her. Now, listen to this key. I want you to really listen to this key. He gave her her identity back. Her identity. Her identity... Her identity was this, the sinful woman. Read it. That was her identity. The sim Who are you looking for? Oh, the sinful woman. 
Anybody seen the sinful woman? That was her identity. But Jesus did something to her at that moment. He told her, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. He gave her her whole identity back, who she was in the beginning when I formed you in your mother's womb. Go in peace. Everybody in that house witnessed what Christ Jesus did for this woman. And because they witnessed it, when she went back out, they didn't refer to her from her past. And Jesus came back and he looked at her when he told her to go in peace. He's saying, now you have entered into the kingdom of God, which is salvation unto eternal life. And God is love. It went from ritual to relationship, from judgment to forgiveness, from salvation to eternal life. Amen? I hope y'all got something out of this this morning. Because, because this is what coming into the house of God is all about. It's about that person out there that needs to come in and say, I'm going to refer back to last week, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. But it was her love that allowed her to hear the word of the Lord. It was her love that allowed this woman to worship in Simon's house, the Pharisee, in front of everybody. What am I telling you, church? I'm telling you this. Don't worry about who's looking at you. If the Holy Spirit hits you in Walmart, shout. Amen? Amen. But we get so, we get put ourselves in such a box that when things are happening in our lives, we act like we can't worship. The acts of love is, is a worship into Christ Jesus. I'm not afraid to let my tears flow. Because when I let my tears flow, I'm, I'm humbled before him. I'm six foot two, 234 pounds. And God has blessed me to be in pretty good shape. Technically, I'm really not afraid of anything. Except my uncle tells me I see a bug, I might run. But, but I'm saying this to say that this body can fail me. This can fail me. But he can't. Listen to what the word he said. He said, your faith mm, has saved you. Not your body. Your faith has saved you. Now go in peace. 
My identity is in Christ Jesus and not in my own strength. Amen. I know I done held you up, but I wanted, I wanted to make sure you, you, you really got this. And, and those who are listening online, I really want to make sure that get, get into your Bible and study. And th- I got a homework assignment. You know what my homework assignment is? I want you to go back in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. And I want you to read it. And then I want you to pray about it. And I want you to go back in again and read it. And I want you to pray about it. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the revelation that is needed to help you through 